most creators consider monetizing, their first and maybe only thought would be sponsored posts. While working with brands in a sponsored capacity is one of the most popular ways to collaborate, it's not always the most stable. For me personally, there are months where I can make upwards of 20k in brand partnerships and then some months where I might not even make a thousand. This is why it's so important for creators to diversify their income. But when a lot of creators think about diversifying their income, they may immediately think they need to create a course, become a coach, or sell physical or digital products. Believe it or not, the creator economy is offering many more options than that. And we're going over four of the most exciting today. I'm Kristen Muscan. I've been a full-time creator for over three years, and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Lindsay Gamble, the Associate Director of Influencer Innovation at Maverick. In this position, he helps keep the company at the forefront of influencer marketing and the creator economy by exploring trends, researching, and experimenting. Today, we're here to give you the scoop on four different ways outside of sponsored content that you can create connections and monetize with brands as a creator. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 80 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Not only am I excited, though, I'm so thankful. Last week, we launched Brand BFF, which is our signature course all about creating relationships with brands in a way that does not require you to pitch. And the response was incredible. So thank you guys so much for supporting that launch. The course is still available. It's our signature course. It will always be available. But I was floored to see how many of you guys were really excited. So thank you so much for the support. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling your friends. And honestly, just thanks again for being here. Now, you're probably fully aware of this news, but it's really the biggest and and only piece of news we have to share with you this week. Meta has officially launched Meta Verified in the U.S., We talked about it a few weeks ago when it was first announced by Adam Masseri, um, but there's a little bit of a change. So to give you an idea, if you haven't somehow haven't heard about this yet, users will be able to purchase a blue checkmark on Facebook or Instagram for $12 to $15 a month. One thing to note here is that each app, Facebook and Instagram, requires a separate subscription. So if you wanted to be verified on both, you have to pay times two. How lovely. Included in your verification subscription, you will receive that verification check on Instagram or Facebook, whichever platform you choose. You will also receive account protection from impersonation and dedicated account support from Meta's team. However, it looks like one of the features that was mentioned in that initial announcement was removed, and that is the addition of increased reach for Meta verified profiles. I know a lot of creators that I've talked to were not interested in this program, but as soon as we heard that little bit about it will help increase your reach, a lot of creators that I spoke with reconsidered and were excited about it. However, it's interesting that that is not a part of what we've heard about the launch for the US at this point. So I'm definitely interested to see what happens with that if they do end up including that at some point. Um, We'll have to wait and see. One thing that I also have heard for anyone who's listening that is already verified is that it will not affect your verification status and you will not need to pay to keep your verified checkmark. So yay for that. 
interesting to see what will happen with this. I have my own thoughts. I think I've already shared them. I'm not sold on this. I don't love it. Uh, however, I do not own Meta, so <laughs> I have absolutely no say in the matter. Um, all I could do was leave a nasty comment on Adam Masseri's post, and that was as far as I have gone. Without further ado, let's dive into the rest of this episode with Lindsay Gamble. So much good information about monetizing, so many innovative ways to monetize. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. Send me a DM and let me know what you think of this conversation. And if you're here listening and you listen every week, have you left a review yet? Here's your reminder. So clearly creators cannot solely rely on sponsored posts to be full-time. You always got to diversify that income, but sometimes it feels like you get stuck trying to find ways to diversify. So today we're going to talk about some unconventional or a little unique or different ways that we as creators can actually monetize working with brands. And we have Lindsay Gamble here who is going to tell us all of the tea that we need to know. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm honored. Uh, I've been enjoying the last couple of episodes of your show. So thanks so much for having me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. For those who do not know about you or what you do just yet, can you kind of give us the rundown of, of who you are and what you do? <laughs> Lindsay Gamble. Uh, I work at Maverick, which is an influencer marketing platform. I imagine uh, creators that are listening probably have heard of it. Uh, but we work with brands, agencies. Uh, we have a platform where uh, brands and agencies can use that for the influencer marketing program so they can find creators, uh, communicate with them, contract them, uh, brief them, have them create content and report on that. And then another aspect is uh, what we look at our, is our customer ops professional services team, which is kind of like our in-house agency. And that's the team that I sit on and my role is uh, focused on innovation. So as the Associate Director of Influence Innovation. It's really keeping a pulse on the creator economy, figuring out what the platforms are doing, you know, what creators are doing, and most importantly, how can brands and creators work together on new platforms, use cases, uh, and everything else in between. Yeah, I had said this to you when we had first talked. I just think it's so cool that you have this job that's actually totally based on what we're going to talk about today. Like, what are innovative ways that creators can work with brands? Because clearly creators aren't going anywhere. You know, the creator economy is booming. There's so much happening. And so it makes sense that we're looking for other ways to kind of connect brands and creators versus just like, let's do a sponsored post once and then maybe we never talk again. So I think it's really cool that you have this job that that's really going to help us creators make that happen. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. I think, uh, you know, just kind of coming up with creative ideas and innovative ways to uh, bring the two sides together is uh, something I'm really passionate about. Yeah, definitely. So let's dive right into it because you gave me like a, a pretty good list of different ways that creators can monetize. And I love all of them. So I want to get through as many of them as possible. Um, we'll start off simple with UGC. So this is something that you had told me you're starting to see like a lot more of the the brands that you're working with wanting more of. So tell us a little bit about what that has looked like from your perspective. Yeah. If, uh, without having the data, I would say UGC is probably one of the fastest ways uh, or growing ways for brands and creators to work together. We think about the pandemic. That's when it's really started a lot where, you know, brands, uh, you know, everything was shut down. You know, yeah. brands weren't able to, you know, work with their in-house studios or 
agencies. And so, um, you know, when I was running campaigns during that time, we had a lot of brands that leaned into UGC and leaned into creators as basically being their like content engine. Um, and so with, you know, the popularity of TikTok, we're seeing the UGC creator even more where yeah. everyone in the bio has UGC creator. What's awesome about this is that it really allows everyone to be part of the creator economy. Uh, you know, traditionally, uh, influencer marketing was really just about, uh, sponsored content. And that typically was, uh, you know, only for the bigger creators and obviously that's changing right. today. And so now that there's a big demand for UGC, pretty much content that is authentic and relatable, um, where brands can repurpose on their website, their product pages, uh, social, paid media and even offline marketing. Uh, there's a big demand for it. And I, I love it that everyone can be part of it. It's not based on your follower account. It's really based on, can you take a great photo? Can you take a great video? Can you talk into the, the, the yeah. uh, you know, the, the phone? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen UGC absolutely blowing up and I love it for the same reasons. Like it really is so cool that you don't have to have a certain follower count. And like you said, I think that is changing even with like sponsored stuff um, as time goes on. But there are still like a lot of companies that I see um, or like, you know, on platforms that I see where it's like a minimum of 5,000 followers to apply to this campaign and things like that. So um, I love UGC and it also lets creators who are maybe really talented, like behind the camera too really shine and maybe they don't want to always have their face on camera. Um, I love that it just provides like more opportunity and more versatility, I guess. Um, how are you seeing like, I, or I guess like what are the brands that you're working with looking for most? Like, is it mostly like TikTok content um, or are you still seeing a lot of photo as well? Yeah, I would say both. I mean, because of most brands really focus on TikTok and short form video, um, I would say when, when I think of UGC, I think of TikTok now, but, um, you know, photo is still powerful, uh, especially if, when it comes to product shots, because uh, if you go to a brand's website and you see just, you know, the, the standard brand photo, it's probably not going to move you. But if you see a yeah. creator or someone that kind of looks like you, that's, you know, actually a human, not a brand, um, that can be really powerful. So I would say it's a little bit of everything. I think uh, you know, short form video is huge. So if you're a creator that can create short form video, whether it's kind of the talking head style or being able to show a how to video or tutorial, you really have a leg up just because of where, uh, the demand is going. I would also Definitely. say like as a creator, you can get pretty creative with the type of content you can create. I think, uh, you know, text UGC isn't as big, but if you're a great writer, you know, you can pitch to a brand to write a blog post uh, that aligns with what they're looking for for their website, as opposed to them having to go to, you know, an out, out, yeah. outsourcing agency. Yeah, that's a really good point. Cause I mean, I, I don't think most people when they hear UGC even think about like blog posts or copywriting or anything like that, but it's true. Like we were saying, you know, like when you're seeing a picture of a person and you're like, okay, I can, you know, relate to that. Like I want a recommendation versus just like seeing this brand tell me that they're the best. Like I want to see someone outside the brand tell me that they're the best. And then I believe it a little bit more. And it's the same with like blog posts and things like that. And it's very interesting to me that more companies aren't starting to like outsource blog posts, um, you know, for their own platforms, because it really does speak volumes to have someone be able to write paragraphs and paragraphs about why they love this product and who it's great for from an outside perspective, not just the brand saying it's great for everyone. Everyone will love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and creators know best. Um, you know, when it comes to UGC, I would say like the CPG, you know, product, uh, CPG brands. Yeah. Um, I say financial services is pretty big. Um, I would say any vertical where like, uh, you can storytell, right? You know, when you go on TikTok and you see someone kind of the talking head and kind of talk about the value prop and how to use the product. Uh, that, that's a great area to be in as a UGC creator. Yeah. And how are you seeing um, creators, I guess, connect with brands and, and make this happen? Like, how can a creator maybe pitch themselves for a UGC job? Like, what are the kind of things that could give them a leg up, I guess? Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. Of course, there's like the platforms like a Maverick and there's like the UGC platforms that specialize in that. So you sign up for yeah. those. Um, but also just pitching yourself, reaching out to brands, whether it's through DM or uh, LinkedIn is a huge opportunity. I, I get reached out to a lot of creators on LinkedIn. And yeah. for the most part, I try to you know, connect with them in some type of capacity, um, right. sometimes just putting yourself out there, but, uh, you know, reaching out to them somehow, you know, sharing some of your work, maybe the brands you work with. Uh, yeah. what's really great about that is like, you don't necessarily need a media kit like you need with a follower account. Like you just need to show that, Hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and pitching them your rates or, you know, whatever, you know, price point you want and kind of working it out there. Sometimes, um, you know, I think not just creators, but just as humans, we always wait for, something to happen as opposed to reaching out directly. And so yep. like, it's a little bit of that hustle. Like you never know, all they can say is no, or we don't have budget or we have the, you know, we're not focused on that right now. You have to put yourself yeah. in that position. Yeah. It's something that I work with a lot of creators on is just like that limiting belief of like, Oh, well, if I reach out, like they're not going to answer or they're not yeah. going to be interested. And so you just don't reach out. But like, if you don't take those opportunities, you know, that's a lot of, a lot of shots that you're missing. So um, I think it's really important to hear that, you know, coming from someone on the other side of the industry too. Um, now, another thing that you had mentioned to me that you're seeing a little bit more of um, where creators can kind of work with brands in a different capacity than just a sponsored post is re- research and insights, which that was when I was like, man, I never really thought about that. <laughs> so can you kind of tell us a little bit more about what that looks like? Yeah, that's one of the areas I'm most excited about. And whenever I talk to brands or just talk to creators, like how to, you know, get to provide more value to brands, that's one of the first things I mentioned. Um, so if you think about creators there, it's like kind of the best of both worlds. They're experts in creating content and the platforms. They know what resonates. They know the trends of, you know, an industry or, yeah. you know, whatever vertical they focus on. Then the other aspect is that we're, we're all consumers. We all buy stuff. We all, uh, make purchases, we all shop. And so a lot of brands, you know, will survey, you know, just consumers, the average everyday people. And that's great. But when you, um, as a brand, when you work with creators, they can provide so many different insights. And so throughout my years at Maverick, I've been, uh, lucky to be able to work on some of those projects that fall within, uh, this lane, um, which is really cool is like sometimes it's as simple as just send out a survey to, creators about that industry you know how does uh that brand's competitors connect with them what can they do better to um resonate with them all the way up to uh one-on-one conversations and focus groups and um it's probably was about a year and a half ago two years ago uh, i worked with a beauty brand that was interested in kind of re uh imagining or rebranding how they Mm. they kind of show up to gen z gen z um 
you know, people of color, so uh, black, Hispanic, you know, just yeah. typically different than what they were already marketing to. And so we ran a campaign where we uh, sourced creators that fit their persona um, and then had them do one-on-one conversations. Uh, actually, awesome. had them do focus groups first of three, okay. three and four to kind of uh, get their their insight on, like, you know, other brands and, like, what connects best with them, knowing that they know culture. And then that brand took those insights, uh, spent a couple of months, came back with a new branding, a new messaging and a new approach. And then we, we went back to those creators and kind of, uh, shared that and got their feedback. And so Very now fun. that particular brand has used, they built new messaging and positioning, um, you know, through creators, which is really awesome. And so I think that's a huge opportunity, um, for brands and creators. You're experts. Share what you know. Um, I think yeah. about it from my standpoint where like I work in influencer marketing and I write about it too. Uh, and why I'm talking to you because I'm, I'm yeah. an insider. And so it's no different than creators too. You have a lot of value in what you specialize in. Yeah. And it's true. We talk with so many other people that are very similar to us as well. Like I think about, you know, if, if I were to be helping with research for a, a iPhone editing app, yeah. you know, like I know what my whole audience is looking for because I have so many conversations with them. So it really is so much more valuable for a brand to reach out to a creator for, you know, that kind of research or insight versus just like any other, any person off the street kind of consumer. Um, I know like if I, if I post a, a beauty product or something, like I'll get messages back of people being like, I tried it and I hated it. Or like, <laughs> I love this. It's my favorite product. It, it does this, this, and this. And so it, it really is interesting. We're able to gather so much insight, sometimes, you know, not even on purpose that we could relay to brands and, and actually, you know, help them find a lot of value in that. Um, do you find with this kind of way of working with brands, it's mostly the brands reaching out to the creators or is there an opportunity here for a creator to kind of pitch a brand for this kind of, I guess, collaboration? Yeah, I think more times than not, it's brands reaching out to creators. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. fortunate to work as a kind of creator, right? So I've done some of these projects with um, Every Man Jack. So when, before they released a new uh, beard cream, um, and then also for a Lincoln Bio to unfold for uh, Squarespace. Okay, yeah, so yeah. in both those cases, they reached out. But um, there is the opportunity. Like, I think when you work with a brand on sponsored content, you can pitch. That's the opportunity to pitch it. Where like, hey, like I would love to kind of give some feedback on, you know, yeah. Uh, the brand, the product, or just the industry as a whole and share like, here's some things I can provide. Um, but ag- again, it's really a brands. It's really making yourself known. Um, you know, sometimes they don't, sometimes brands don't necessarily think they can work with creators like that because they might see it. Hey, consumer research is just for regular consumers and not necessarily thinking that, you know, creators can be plugged into that same type of uh, channel. Yeah. One thing I, I really love about this, like thinking about it from the perspective of like, I'm always telling creators that I work with when they want to work with brands, they should be like planting seeds and planting seeds. And then hopefully, you know, some, a partnership grows out of it. Um, and this is a great way to do that. You know, like if you can connect with a brand and do a focus group with them, okay, maybe you get, you know, a $25 Amazon gift card. Sure. It's like not nothing crazy. Um, or sometimes you just do it for free to kind of help out the brand. I think it's a great way to get your foot in the door and show the brand, like, I'm not just here to, like, do a sponsored post with you. I'm genuinely interested in 
helping you grow as a brand and, and helping you reach your goals, you know, and, and that speaks volumes because so many creators out there right now are just like, I just want all the money that I can get. Like, let me do this, like get as many brand deals as possible. And, you know, finding, I think from a brand's perspective, finding a high quality creator who is genuinely interested in like, even if I'm making a tiny, tiny bit of money or no money for my time just to help you out a couple of times, like that really does say to the brand, like if we're going to give someone money, it's probably going to be this person, you know? Yeah. And and as a creator, you just kind of need to think about how can I provide the most value? Like how can yes. I, to a marketer, social media manager, influence marketer, whatever their role is, how can I make their job easier? Um, and, you know, if you're doing sponsored content, you know, maybe you give them paid media usage rights for an extra fee. Maybe you mm-hmm. tack on, you know, added value uh, deliverables. And it, it also is a great opportunity to get FaceTime, right? You know, when you're exactly. going through email and DM, it's just a name, right? Uh, when you jump on a call and you talk, you get feedback and you have that honest conversation, that can open up a bigger opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're compensated for your work, but sometimes you, you, like, you plant those seeds where like, you know, I'm, I'm sharing my insight, but it's not anything. It's not necessarily, you know, a ton of work outside of a half hour call, right. or whatever it is. Um, and, and, and for the most part, if you think about the creator economy, so there's so much attention on it. Everyone wants to learn. And there's so many marketers that talk about the creator economy and what creators need. And, and that's great. But like, we want to hear from creators. Creators right. know what they need. Creators, you know, creators are on, they're on the ground. And so most marketers and brands would love that perspective. And, you know, it's just a matter of making it known that that's something they can tap into beyond just sponsor content. Yeah. And I I would say from a creator's perspective, like if you're a creator who's like, well, I want to do more of this. One thing that I always tell every, every company that I get into kind of like negotiations with is like, I'm not interested in working with a brand just like on a sponsored post on a one-off post. Like I really want to be part of the team. And like, I always try and say that because I want a brand to know, like, if there is an opportunity for, you know, like a consulting kind of thing, or like, again, let me help you with research. Like, I want them to feel comfortable reaching out to me for those opportunities so we can just continuously be in contact. Um, And I guess that does kind of like bring us into the next um, way of monetizing here, where it is creators being more part of the team, like being consultants at companies or even just being employees at these companies. Um, so have you seen more of that recently? Yeah, I, I feel like I wrote about this recently and I write about <laughs> it a lot. Uh, I feel like it's kind of, you know, the research insights on, on steroids, right? Um, right. <laughs> creators has, have so much value. Um, you know, we see this a lot on TikTok where so many brands from beauty brands to, you know, a Duracell. Uh, there's so many brands that are bringing on TikTok creators, you know, full time or in a consultant yeah. role, uh, to produce content for their TikTok or to actually be the talent in the TikTok or to help them build that. Because like a platform like TikTok, it's not, it's not, it's different than Instagram where like, you know, Instagram, some of the biggest accounts are brands, right? Pretty much if you can take a great picture, at yeah. least that's what it was where TikTok. You know, there's some brands that have big follower accounts, but it's really the creators because they know how it works a little. It works differently than traditional social media platform. And so that's why we're seeing that Um, there's a great article in, I think, the New York Times um, where, you know, brands are tapping, you know, uh, college students to be interns and, you know, own their their TikTok account. Um, You know, it's, it's similar to like consumer research where like creators just have so many skills. 
And, you know, because they're creating content, they're negotiating brand deals, they're, you know, they figured out how to connect with audiences. They have, they're doing something that, you know, most employees might don't have the skill set for. Right. And, and I think about myself, I think, you know, because I'm good at what I do as a marketer is because I'm a creator at heart. You know, I think like a creator, I write, I, when I write my newsletter, I think about, you know, all the things that a creator would do. Um, and then it allows you to also put yourself in the shoes of a creator, which is really important. Um, I'm really ex- excited about this trend. If I was hiring, you know, I would look for someone that is a creator because there's a lot of right. value into it. I also think, you know, where we are in the, the economy, where like you really have to be, you know, uh, gritty and really have to kind of be able to, to work with change. Who yeah. better than creators that are having to deal with algorithms changing, you know, <laughs> having to know, having to figure out when their next, their next, uh, you know, invoice is coming in. And mm-hmm. so if I was hiring someone, I would look for a creator because I know that they're going to find ways to adapt. They're going to be able to be innovative. They're going to bring, yeah, they're going to bring fresh, uh, fresh ideas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is the thing that I've actually been trying to do a lot more of because I, I mean, obviously, like, love, love working with brands on sponsored content, but I think there's also like this added pressure of working on sponsored content of performance and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, and some of that makes me fall out of love with what I do at times because it's, you know, like there's so much extra pressure on it. You can't just create, you know? And so I, I love the idea of being able to use my knowledge in a way that's like a little less pressure. Um, and so this is something I've actually been trying to do a lot of. I've been working with um, a company who's building like this backend uh, kind of like platform to help creators manage their invoices and, you know, all their pitches and, and kind of just like an organizational system for creators. And the way that they first approached me was, we would love for you to do sponsored content. And I was like, cool, I would love to. But also like what you guys are building is awesome. And like you're a startup, you probably need some help. Um, and so I, we've been, you know, working together for probably four or five months now. And, and I've built you know, like guides for them. I've, I've helped awesome. them with the copy on their website. Like I, I've done so many like little jobs like that, but it's been a great way for me to monetize, but it also has nothing to do with me posting on, on Instagram or TikTok. So it's a cool way for people to kind of, again, be like more part of the team and really help build something, which I think is, is just so rewarding in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, if you can integrate yourself into a business in many ways and make yourself more, I guess, sticky, um, yeah. you know, when budgets cuts happen, when budgets cuts happen, like they're going to see you much more value than a piece of content. And so, uh, right. you know, you know, figure out how you can contribute. It's also great for creators that deal with burnout, you know, like yep. you know, there's a lot of burnout there, like having to be scrappy and find, you know, sponsored content and, you know, that could be hit or miss depending on the month and the time of it. Exactly. Um, you know, joining the company for a little bit could be really great to, you know, get some funds in on a consistent basis to, to learn. I think there's an opportunity. If you want to build your own business, you go to a big brand, you'll learn so much. You'll be able to learn how a, a real business is built and right. the nuances. And you can take those learnings and, and, you know, use that for your future business. So, um, I think, I think we're going to see more of that, especially when it comes to creative burnout and like just, you know, uh, creators want to build their own business and like yeah. them looking at that as like a little short period of time to learn, um, and kind of grow and then get everything they need to, you know, use for their, their full time creative career or do it at the same time. Just yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. It just, it opens up so many doors when you do have the knowledge of like seeing how things run, you know, in in the back end of a business, especially with startups, because there's, they're figuring everything out like all at the same time. Yeah. And so they're, you're learning again, like you're right on the ground, on the ground with them, like really uh, trying to figure everything out. So I think it's a, a cool way to kind of get get the knowledge but also like you're monetizing and again you're making a really good point saying that like when there are budget cuts now like it's not just oh man we can't afford to do a sponsored post with you this month it's like well you know like we really need your insight to continue to build and so it's more difficult i guess for them to to say like Sorry, we can't pay you this month. We'll yeah. talk to you when we have money. Um, so it's it's almost like a little bit of job security for a creator too. The the knowledge that, especially if you go work at an influence marketing platform, like even if your goal is just to do brand deals, uh, if you go work at an agency that does influence marketing, work at a platform, you'll learn so much. You know, a lot of the stuff I learned during as a marketer, I use when I'm working with brands, um, right. which is really helpful and. And I think too, especially in sponsor content or a creator and brand collaborations, uh, you start to you learn how things work. You know, often we see sometimes creators go to Twitter and you know put brands on blast about hey they're yeah. a billion dollar company that, but they don't they're not offer anything. There's so many things that tap into budgets and what they can offer and everything else, and so it's a great opportunity to kind of learn um, you know how things work. That can help you with your own business, but also have understanding of the different components and parties of uh, the creative economy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I actually did exactly that. Like before I was coaching creators, I was doing campaign management for uh, an energy drink company. And I learned a lot. I was like, crash course. And, and oh my gosh, man, I have been so wrong about so many things. Um, and so, you know, again, like I was, if I didn't have that experience, I, I would not know nearly as much as I know today, <laughs> not for sure. Um, yeah, so one other thing that that we had talked about too, as another way um, that is a little pretty innovative for creators to monetize is this idea of like creator storefronts. Um, so tell us a little bit about that because I think this is one as well. Yeah, this is gaining a lot of traction, but still a lot of brands aren't doing it. And so the way I look at creator storefronts is, you know, if you go to a website, you know how you can kind of shop by different seasons, but it's really being able to shop by the creator. And so yeah. uh, brands like West Elm, uh, Instacart, uh, Every Man Jack, I actually have, have my own creator storefront, which is cool. Oh, that's really um, cool. And so you can, and there's a lot of brands that have them out there. It's just hard to find sometimes. Yeah. Um, but when you go to those websites, you can actually kind of, you get curated products. And so you can go to a creator that's typically like an ambassador or a long-term yeah. partner. And they'll, you know, under their profile or whatever, in little bio or handles, they'll have their, you know, their favorite products. And uh, it's a curated, you know, collection of products, which is really cool. Yeah. If you think about influencer marketing and why, why we like influencers, we want recommendations. Um, and so that's just an extension of the, you know, leveraging the creator's POV and their, their strong voice and social proof. And so, uh, you know, instead of going to shop by, you know, uh, jackets or whatever it is part of right. someone's fall line it can be you know i'm shopping by you know creator one or whatever it is and if yeah. you like that creator um you most likely will purchase something but also it it takes out the need to have to um figure out what you want 
Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Like, it's especially with fashion. Like, if you have someone who has a very specific sense of style that you really love, you're probably gonna love that all of their recommendations are laid out. Versus you having to look through, you know, twenty pages of, of t-shirts, you could just see the ones that you would like because they're that creator posted them right there. Yeah. Um, with this kind of setup, do you see that creators like ever? I guess how do they monetize? Like, do creators yeah. get affiliate commissions? Or that's a that's a great question. I think sometimes it's a l- little bit of everything. So the benefit for a create like this benefits to both parties. Uh, for creators, you know, you get exposure to a much bigger audience. You know, if you work if, if you're on a page of a big brand, like chances are someone's coming across you um, that you may have not reached before. And yeah. if you have a link out and handle that, could be great traffic or you know more followers. Um, so there's that aspect. A lot of these type of creative storefronts have a affiliate commission portion where yeah. if someone buys a product from your page, you get a kickback. And again, it's a little, it's, it's probably, it's better than the traditional affiliate model because, uh, brands are probably having millions and millions of hits. And ideally, if they yeah. set it up right and if you promote it as a creator too, you promote your page, um, you know, you can, you can earn affiliate stuff and, when people go to brand websites, they're already in shopping mode. So you don't have to convince them that they need to buy something. They're already, they're already there. So it's just a matter of you having the, 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 the collection or products that they're, they're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a it, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's that way. Um, you know, some cases, you know, the creators aren't getting paid for, which I think, you know, uh, it, it's up to, it's, you know, it's, it's, ex- yeah. it's not exposure, but it's, it's a great, um, addition to, you know, sponsor content. And a lot of times it's part of an ambassador program. So you are getting, you know, some type of payment or some type of value out of it besides just being on the, you know, the website. Yeah. And I mean, for something like that, like I'm all about like, don't do anything for free. Like, you know, make sure you're going to get get paid. But I feel like with something like that, if a a brand is just going to be like, hey, can you put this collection, you know, pick your favorite pieces. And, you know, like, we'll, we'll put your handle up there. Like, it's not like it's actually taking much time and no. energy from you. So like, why would you not, you know, I think in those situations, if you're not getting paid, whatever, fine, like, it's not actually taking that much work from you. Um, but I think it could be really helpful for brands too to almost have this like, uh, kind of I guess like validation from that creator being like, I shop this brand. These are my favorite products. Like I have these at home. Like I use them. I love them. Um, And so like that for a brand, I think could be very helpful too, to give them a little leg up with, with reaching customers and building trust, I guess, with their their customers as well. Yeah. I mean, if you have a storefront on a brand's page, like you're very integrated in that brand. Um, Right. You know, for the the brand, it's it's you know, like I said before, being able to uh, continue to have social proof through you know creators, um, but but also uh, totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <don't> <laughs> I do this all the time. I'm just like, oh, where was I, I even going? <laughs> oh, I get, how do you want me to start it? Just you can go. <laughs> um, and so for the in, on the brand side, you know, it's it, it's it's like PR for the creator, right? And yeah. so more times than not, they're going to share out that product page beyond campaign deliverables because it's 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 great for them. Like if you're on Nike's, cool. you know, storefront, like that's probably you can take that 
and pitch it to brands like, hey, I work with this brand. I have my own storefront. Like, yeah. you know, if this brand's saying that, you know, my recommendations and curation is valuable, like you should think the same thing. Right. Yeah, it's very mutually beneficial. Great for the brand, but also like kind of gives you like some street cred, I guess, as a creator. Like, hey, yeah. look at the screenshot. Um, you know, my face on Nike's website, like that, that, that says a lot yeah. that Nike is endorsing you, you know? Um, so I love that. I think this is a, a really cool way to kind of like work with brands. And again, even if you're not getting paid, you're getting your foot in the door. Um, or it could be an extension of what you're already working on. So I think personally, like when it would come to making this happen, I think it's really about, again, like continuing to plant those seeds and say like, you know, this is also an option, introducing it to the brand as an option. Um, and maybe it's something they've never heard of before. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Like we'd yeah. love to be, uh, do this with you. And like, you could be the first creator that they even do that with. Um, so this is another one of those things when I think of like creators in brands, like when you're working together, it's a 50, 50 partnership. So many creators are afraid to offer their ideas or like, you know, content concepts because they're like, oh, well, the brand wants this, you know, like you have to use your expertise and say like, but what about this? Or like, what if we were to try and do this? Like brands might not even know that the things you're suggesting are options. And it could be something that completely, you know, blows up their business or does really, really well for them. And they're going to be so you know, appreciative that you actually were, you know, confident enough, I guess, to kind of give your ideas. So I think that's a, a huge lesson for creators to learn is yeah. just like, if you've got ideas, you should always say them and like, just see what happens. Like we were saying before, the worst thing that happens is a brand says no, and then you're like, cool, we'll just do what we're going to do anyway. Like we're back yeah. to square one. And a, and a lot of brands want to be, you know, the first to do something. They want it. They want to. Yeah. You know, everyone's doing the traditional influencer marketing campaigns. They want to take their programs to the next level. And as a marketer, you know, we can pitch things as much as possible, but ultimately it comes down to the creators. So if, you know, if you, if you're on the brand side and you're hearing from creators that, you know, they're pitching similar ideas and you're like, all right, there's something there. Yeah. Like if creators are pitching, they're either doing it with other brands or they, there's value, there's value there somewhere. Right. Let's test it out and experiment with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, I think it's just so cool that we have the opportunity as creators to like be able to share ideas with big companies that can make big impacts. Um, even though we feel so small, like we're just like one random person out here, but we really do have, you know, the ability to, to make big impact. We just have to be confident enough to, yeah. to share our ideas. Um, I love these, these options. I think these were four really, really cool ways that creators can actually monetize with brands, get their foot in the door, do sponsored posts on top of it all. Sure. Go ahead. But I think these are really cool ways to really, you know, show the brands that you're invested in them and that you're loyal to them and that you're actually, uh, you know, in it for the same reasons that they are. So thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing all of this information. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is awesome. I always love the opportunity to talk about innovation and just new ideas and, uh, you know, uh, love, love the chance to help out creators and, and share my knowledge from what I've been able to do. Yeah, that's awesome. We definitely appreciate when people on the other side yeah. are, you know, open to coming and, and sharing the knowledge with us. Cause I think it's really hard for creators to kind of like get into the minds of, of, you know, the agencies or the people at platforms. Um, it feels very like, 
a gatekeeper situation sometimes. So dear, definitely appreciate um, your time today and your expertise. Um, for anyone listening, I hope that you guys are inspired by these different ideas. Um, and if you have any questions, I'm sure Lindsay's inbox yeah. is always open. Hit them up on LinkedIn. <laughs> of course, of course. And I, like I said before, I try to get back to people. So uh, say hi if you work on the campaigns at Maverick. We love feedback, but I'm here to be a resource. And um, yeah, thank you again.